Hey, SoundCloud listeners, this is Ed Van Ness. And I'm John Shannon. You found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. You can catch us live every Saturday at 10 a.m. by going to RadioTFI.com. Enjoy the show. Adios. See ya! You found the Taxi Stand Hour. Will you shut up, man? On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428, on Twitter, at Taxi Standard. from a pay phone, call collect. So most people have a fear of acquiring the virus. I think a good way of doing it is to imagine that you do have the virus, yeah, and change your behavior so that you're not transmitting it. Don't think about changing a behavior so you won't get it. Think about changing a behavior so you don't give it to somebody out. Give it to somebody out. Thank you, Professor Medley. Thank you, Gerald. And thank you, folks, for listening and watching. This is the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI and the Radio TFI Network from the Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota. I am John Shannon, flying all alone, flying solo. Hopefully not so low that you can't see me. We got, this is, for me at least, is going to be a, a very interesting uh, program here. Um, Sunday during the process while I was listening to my beloved Minnesota Vikings getting their ass handed to them, uh, the, um, the announcer, Paul Allen, from a competing radio station, by the way, uh, KFAN here out of Minneapolis announced the passing of uh, Sid Hartman. Now, if you're not listening to this in Minnesota, uh, you probably have not a whole lot of clue who Sid Hartman was. Uh, let me give you my brief uh, synopsis. Sid Hartman, uh, newspaper reporter, uh, columnist, legend in Minnesota, uh, was on WCCO radio for a number of years as well. Uh, came in, uh, they had their own sports show on Sundays. He was always a part of uh, uh, the morning news show uh, featuring uh, Dave Lee. Um, even before that, he was on with other on-air personalities in the afternoon, uh, Steve Cannon, uh, the man, uh, anybody my age, uh, I am pretty sure knows who, uh, who Sid Hartman uh, was. And yes, uh, Sid Hartman passed away at the age of 100. Could you imagine living a life like that? Um, I've got a couple of things here I'm going to play. I know that uh, sometimes my selections and audio kind of drone a little bit. I think that this there's a good reason. I got a couple of them here. Uh, the first uh, one I'm going to give you here is uh, from Mark Rosen. Now, now Mark Rosen is another legend in the Twin Cities when it comes to uh, sports journalism. He uh, was a 
Jeezy was on uh, WCCO TV for a number of years. Uh, WCCO Radio uh, did a little bit of time with another uh, radio station, KQURS. Um, I don't know if he still pops in and out of radio uh, to this day, if I'm not mistaken. But he did a nice piece on Sid. And then I was able, hopefully this will work, but I was also able to get the audio uh, from this morning when uh, when Sid's son, Chad, who also is a uh, on-air personality at WCCO, had a chance to talk to Dave Lee about his uh, father's passing. Um, folks, it, it, it actually it brought a tear to my eye, too. And so I, I really do... Hope you'll give it a list, and I'll share a couple of other thoughts here in between. But uh, for uh, the time being here, let me uh, let me give you uh, Mark Rosen. You are listening to the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI. Sid never graduated high school, but he sure got an education. Growing up in the 20s and 30s as the son of immigrants, selling newspapers on the street to help make ends meet. Ride my bike in the morning to school, then downtown to sell papers, and then go to Hebrew school from quarter to seven to seven o'clock. Before long, his byline was in that paper. Hired by Dick Cullum, who said, writers are a dime a dozen, but reporters are impossible to find. Over the next seven decades, his stories and his columns would become must-reads. His relentless pursuit of scoops, both big and small, became legendary as did his side gig as de facto general manager of the NBA champion Minneapolis Lakers. We had the two best players in the league, and Mike and, and Pollard. We won the championship one year in the 50s, and I went out and drafted three players who started the next year. Oh, yeah, he also had another side job with CCO Radio. Well, I think they're going to get in, but uh, that doesn't mean they'll go anyplace. Today's sports hero became a staple, and so did his Sunday morning show with Dave Mona. You're listening to the 25th anniversary live broadcast for Tunnel, Sydney. Sid was ubiquitous. If there was an event, he was there. If there was a press conference, he was probably in the way. Sid Hartman, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Put the team on his back tonight. How you doing, Sid? Just walk in front of everybody, just walk in front of everybody's shot and just puts it showing up. <laughs> but that was just part of the package, along with his close personal friendships. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a tremendous honor to present you one of the finest men ever to be associated with the National Football League, my very close personal friend, Bud Grant. Bud Grant actually had Sid present him at the Hall of Fame. It was a great honor for me, the first sports writer ever to introduce anybody at the Hall of Fame. And we all heard about the others, George Steinbrenner, Lou Holtz, and Bobby Knight. Friendships built on Sid not doing the thing that made him famous, reporting. I've talked to Sid about things over the years that I know would be very good for him to write about that he's never written about. Whatever we talked about, he never ever reported. He never said Bud said, or he, he never would say anonymously where you know where it would come from. Most remarkable, Sid never lost the passion, working as hard in his 70s, 80s, and 90s as he did in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Sid's column, as it looked the same as it did the first time he wrote it to where we are. Over lunch at Murray's in 2005, while celebrating his 60th year at the newspaper, 
Sid said I'd understand why he'd never quit. You aren't doing this job because it's a job. You love every day of it, see. There's some guys on this business, other TV guys maybe in this town, it's just a job too. And you love it, and that's why you do it. And I love it, that's why I do it. Get this lovely face back up here for you. 754-800-2428 is the number if you want to uh, call up. If you have any memories, uh, uh, you remember something I might have. I want to slip something in here real quick before I go to uh, uh, Dave Lee's interview with uh, uh, Sid's son, Chad Hartman. Uh, apparently, Super Bowl Forty One in Miami, uh, Prince was doing the halftime show of that particular Super Bowl, and there's a couple of different reporters that uh, that report that Sid wanted to meet this Prince fellow, so he was able somehow to get him, get himself into the locker or into an impromptu press conference that Prince uh, had. And so apparently he was, uh, uh, once the conference press conference started, uh, Sid started yelling, Prince, Prince, Prince. And, you know, his security kind of got there on these in a little bit of a bundle and they started kind of gathering in on, on Sid and the, and the gentleman he was with. Uh, well, apparently uh, Prince all of a sudden jumped down from where he was and the seas kind of parted as, as, as the, um, as the uh, person reporting this said, he walked up to Sid and, uh, and uh, uh, Sid said something, Prince and um, Prince said, Mr. Hartman, and it was like everybody, everybody, if you were a Minnesotan, you couldn't help but know who this man was. And um, good Lord, I I remember from back in, back in the kid, you know, our radio was always tuned on WCCO radio. And, you know, I remember the sports huddle all the time uh, listening to that. I remember... Uh, Good Lord, for as many years as I've had CCO radio on in my in my cab, uh, hearing his uh, you know his bits with uh, Cannon there in the afternoon, and then later on with um, later on with the more in the morning show with Dave Lee, uh, he he left behind a lot of of friends, a lot of admirers, a lot of people who loved that man to death. He was, he had, from what I understand, a uh, very big heart, very, uh, um, very demanding, you know, two ways about it. Very demanding individual, very competitive, but uh, still had a heart of gold from what I understand. And uh, I only met the man once. Ironically, uh, saw him, uh, I was dropping off a, a, a medical passenger here back uh, uh, a, f a few years ago and had to run in and use the facilities there real quick, came back out. Here comes Sid coming to the front door by himself, by the way. Now, this, this like I said, probably, not, probably 
had to have been not much more than 10 years ago now sid uh had uh, just turned uh just turned 100 years old back um Oh, when was that? March, I believe, is when he turned uh, 100. And he, so, like I said, this couldn't have been a this couldn't have been much more than 10 years ago. This 90 year old man, spry, probably could probably could beat me in a foot race for crying out loud. Now, granted, there's still even after a, with a new pacemaker in my chest, there's still a lot of people who could probably uh, beat me in a foot race, but. Uh, um, as, uh, as, uh, Chad will describe here, there, there's been, there was some speculation of, you know, how did, uh, how did Sid die and what have you. I'm, I'm going to leave you, um, with this. Now, this is a very, uh, very touching interview. Again, this is Dave Lee with, uh, with Chad Hartman. Chad Hartman, uh, like I, uh, like I said, is, uh, a broadcaster in his own right here at, uh, or at, excuse me, at WCCO Radio. WCCO time is 842. Uh, joining us here this morning is Chad Hartman and a challenging day for Chad, to say the least, yesterday. And uh, we wanted him to uh, come on with us this morning and get some thoughts and share some insights this morning. Chad, of course, you're getting a lot of condolences and prayers and thoughts from the big CCO family out there. And just uh, so you know that... Uh, you're pretty well loved out there in CCO land right now today, but just want to see how you're doing and how you're, uh, tell us a bit about the, the day yesterday, if you don't mind. Well, you know, Dave, I'm probably going through what a lot of people sadly have, um, have faced before when you lose someone who's extraordinarily close to you, it's just a range of emotions. And to be honest, um, about five minutes ago, I was sitting with Carla, and um, I was looking at my phone, getting ready for you to call me, and I'd, I'd saved a lot of voicemails from my father. And I was playing some of them, and I was fighting off tears, you know, and I, there was a lot of crying yesterday. There were a lot of storytelling. There was a lot of storytelling, excuse me, and a lot of hollow moments. You know, um, he people need to realize, too, how much he loved WCC Radio and how he so enjoyed talking to you and loved being a part of this show. And it was just, it was essential to him, you know, for a long, long time for six forty, seven forty, eight forty. That was it. And his competitive nature was every bit as strong with WCC radio and being great on your show and being great with Roger and Charlie and Steve and this entire company, you know, that meant the world to him. And, you know, the last uh, months have been daunting for this entire country, for what we've all faced. And, you know, as I told Patrick last night, Patrick Royce, uh, you know, my father did not pass because of COVID, but his life was changed. And, you know, he celebrated his 100th birthday. We still had, you know, large plans for him at CCO. And we had that Sunday and you did a magnificent job. There was just going to be so much more, and because of his age, because he was so vulnerable, he had to stay home so much. We had to take care of him and, and hope we would make more progress. And it, it took him from a man who, I mean, you spent hundreds of days with him, Dave, where he was out and about, and he was 
as competitive or he was living life. And unfortunately, he was at his house so much. And it just changed who he was. And, you know, a lot of his life, the quality of life was still good. It just um, started to take a fairly dramatic turn. And um, I had to go over there um, middle of the night, Saturday night, Sunday. And he recognized me. And he rallied for a while. And then I was able to get a number of family members over there. And in the morning, um, we definitely had some hope, but um, unfortunately, his life came to a conclusion, but it was peaceful. And at some point near the end, Dave, I, I told him in a very loving but loud enough voice that I wanted him to hear me, that I loved him. And he said it back. And everybody there heard it. And um, it's just a moment I'm not going to forget. And the love and the respect that my father's received today is just a testament to the person he was and his impact on our family will not be forgotten. And I know he has certainly had an effect on a lot of people in, in listening right now and throughout the state and really throughout the country. It's just been overwhelming the number of people who are as, you know, truly close friends like you and, and others who've expressed just the gratitude and respect for, for what he was able to do. He told many people, Chad, and you knew it obviously best of all, that he never really worked a day in his life, that he no. did what he loved. hundred percent. You know, can, can we all find things in our life where it comes so easy when it brings joy, when it brings challenges that can frustrate you, but even those challenges you still love and you want to overcome them. And from a guy who couldn't finish 11th grade to be working for an entity since 1928, to be working at CCO since when? 1955, I believe, and to love it every day. And to love the people, to love the interaction. I say this with humility. He loved his life, Dave, because he loved the pursuit. He loved the people. He loved the lunches. He loved the endless needling. He loved the needling he got back. And um, CCO was a huge part of the fabric, who my father was, and he never took that for granted. Even in the last few months when his health wasn't as strong, it was, are they going to bring me back? Do you think they'll bring me back? What can I do more? You know, cause he, he wanted the station to be as successful as possible. Well, his work ethic was beyond reproach. Yeah. I, I've never met anyone close to him um, in, in two areas the work ethic and you know if I have anything from my father it's just witnessing that and knowing in whatever way your work ethic is going to demonstrate it whether it's through your job your family what, whatever it might be my father was committed to the day every single day and didn't want to take a back seat and wasn't going to miss out on something because he didn't try. And that involved 
whether it was helping Dave Lee, Julie Lee, the family, um, finding the story, his endless quest to try to help my youngest son's health issues. And that leads to the other part, Dave. He just was so competitive. You know, no matter the industry, including sports, we get to witness people who are just relentless in pursuing something. And my father was just the most competitive person. And there would be times where I would see him in locker rooms, where I would see him at business meetings, and I would see him with all the doctors that that he knew. And I would see all these people who were so skilled and so many of them just such superior and quality human beings. And I knew my father was every bit, if not more competitive at what he did than they did. And his loyalty, you know, if, if you were a friend or even if, if someone wasn't as close to him and they could be, they could have an irascible relationship. And my father, trust me, I know better than my father could be a handful of times, but if he could help somebody out, especially regarding health, that zest would never end. And, and that has been so heartening to me too. The number of people who've shared with me or, uh, through listening to CCO or, or Twitter or the endless stories of, of how he helped them out with his medical contacts and, and just wouldn't let go. And that's, that's another part of his huge legacy, you know, how he truly tried to help people. <laughs> and he might tell you how much he helped you too, but um, <laughs> how much that he took genuine joy from, from trying to put people in a better position when circumstances seem pretty daunting. Chad, I know it's not easy. Uh, it's a powerful statement this morning. And uh, everybody, as you know, again, I can look at the text line right now. I can look at the emails. I can look at the messages that we are all receiving here at CCL Radio. And great support and uh, many, many well wishes for you and Chris and the whole family. And, uh, again, we'll uh, look forward to having you back on the air sometime soon. But, uh, again, uh, appreciate you taking the time this morning to share those thoughts about your dad. And everybody out there is, is thinking and praying for your family. Thank you, Dave. I'm, I, I thought it made sense to come on <clears throat> this time when Lindsay raised the idea when I reached out. And so I, I really appreciate the conversation. And thank you, a genuine thank you to all the people who have reached out I guess most importantly, my father would have been so touched by it. So I really appreciate what everybody's done. He is Chad Hartman here on WCCO Radio as we talk about Sid yesterday passing away at the age of 100. Chad Hartman, uh, the son of uh, Sid Hartman, long, like I said, longtime broadcaster in his own right. What... Who else? Who who would know him better? Who would know Sid Hartman better than his than his son? Uh, and Sid had a multitude of of friends and admirers and and what have you. Uh, he was quite the guy, quite the guy, just to listen to, just to listen to on the radio. Uh, it was fan the the stuff this man knew. It it was uh, crazy, incredible the things that he knew the uh and to, to read his column and one thing folks you should keep in mind is is that he had a he passed on uh sunday he 
actually had a column in that Sunday's paper. Now, I, I, I couldn't tell you when it was actually written, if he wrote it Saturday night or, or, or a couple of days beforehand or whatnot. He had a column in the paper that same day that he passed away, 100 years old. Uh, Sid Hartman. Um, folks, I, I want to thank you for indulging me on this. I, I know that that it, this doesn't cover a lot of the stuff that we talk about here, whether it be politics or the taxi industry or, or what have you. And so I, I do appreciate your indulgence. I do appreciate your listening on this. Uh, a couple things I want to, I want to give you here before I, I uh, take off here for our, the, our little half an hour love session here, if you will. I saw a very interesting picture on Facebook earlier today. And it's something to tell you the truth that I have not seen. Um, I have not seen in ages here. And I don't know if it was something that was put on, made up or whatever. But it, it just made it made me think a little bit here. You had two individuals, one carrying a Biden flag, one carrying a Trump flag, and both of them were shaking hands. Now, it's a strong reminder here, folks, that not everybody who supports Joe Biden is the, you know, these crazy Antifa loving radicals that want to just burn things down. As a matter of fact, I think I've said it on, on a multitude of occasions. Those people probably aren't even going to vote to begin with because there's really nobody on the val on the ballots to vote for. Um, on the other hand, uh, Trump's people who just because they support Donald Trump and they plan on voting for Donald Trump doesn't necessarily mean they're a bunch of backward pig farmers either. And, and the sooner that we as a country realize that most everybody is in the middle here, somewhere in the middle, the better off we're going to we're going to be. Now, now this does not mean I'm going soft on Donald Trump. Um, people will say, "Well, you just don't get him. You don't. You're, you're right. I don't get him. I don't get how somebody who has done some of the things that he has done over time, how he could draw any support or admiration, but." You know, I'm just one person. I I don't I don't pretend to understand the world here. All I can do is go by what I see on a daily basis out there, out there on the streets, out there every day, looking around and seeing uh, seeing people who are homeless, who are living. We have more. Uh, we have more damn. Kent cities springing up here in the Twin Cities than I would ever believe possible. I mean, I thought tent cities were for places 
for one thing, that had warm climates, you know, uh, we're going to, we're supposedly going to be getting anywhere between three to five inches of snow, depending on where, uh, where we are or where you are here in the Twin Cities metro area. You know, these, now, as I understand it, they're, they are starting to come up with some shelter alternatives for some of these folks. I understand that the people that make what are known as tiny houses are uh, they're putting a bunch of them in a, a warehouse space. Uh, so I hope that I hope that provides some shelter for people. I hope that and I hope that the people who are in these um, this type of shelter know how to take care of it. Don't just don't abuse it. Don't uh, do stupid stuff while you're there. Or people will start losing the taste in their mouth to try to help out. Here's an opportunity to get on your feet a little bit, little by little by little by little. It's not easy. It's tough for everybody right now, folks. Uh, even for those who are working, it's tough. And um, so, well, I, I, I'll tell you what here. Um, again, I appreciate you listening here and um, indulging me here. On the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI. So, once again from the Northern Command Studio, I'm John Shannon. And I got the money.